morning. I almost felt like I wanted to say you may be seated at that point, but it, no one here. Uh, so glad that you are with us uh, today. Uh, I think probably nobody misses you guys more than those of us that are on the platform because there's a lot of empty seats out in front of us. There are eight of us gathered here uh, today, so we are under the 10 limit uh, because we want to come from our, our church, uh, if at all possible, and, and so until they make us stop that, we're going to continue to come live uh, from uh, the sanctuary uh, in the Sundays to come, and so I hope you will join us uh, next Sunday as well. We will continue uh, with this, and just a couple of other things. Uh, you can get uh, the fill-in-the-blank questions uh, if you want from uh, on the Facebook page and on our, I think on our uh, web page as well, uh, and also the small group questions if you have an ongoing small group. Uh, we are using Zoom. Uh, if you're interested in that, we have a way of maybe helping you. Uh, we'll, we'll need to schedule it. You'll need to work through Joni for that, our uh, life group's pastor. Uh, but we want to continue on with these things as much as we possibly uh, can. So uh, we have been in a series uh, during Lent called Dying to Live, How God Turned Everything Upside Down. Uh, and I want to continue with that. In fact, what I want to talk about today is this reality that fear, um, or rather that faith, faith conquers fear. And I believe that with all of my heart. This one comes right from where I have lived in the last year. Uh, you know, it was about a year ago when I had a diagnosis of cancer and very, very deadly cancer. And God did kind of a miracle through all of that. But I understand what it is uh, to be confronted with something that could take your life. And in the past in my life, it's usually been a short kind of thing, you know. But this is something that kind of goes on and on and on, kind of like we're facing today. Uh, so I, I kind of want to start uh, by asking you this question. What are you afraid of? And don't say nothing, because everybody's afraid of something in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and and I, I remember a couple of years ago when I kind of asked this question again. And when I did it, I had a giant picture of, of a spider on the screen. And some of you were like cowering. You couldn't even look at it. Afterwards, some of you told me, I just I can't even look at a picture of a spider. That's how strong the fear was. So some people, uh, it, it's spiders. Uh, I'm not a big fan of snakes. I, I, uh, they don't, you know, they kind of bother me, but... But that's part of it. For, for others, um, you know, it, it may be uh, dogs. My daughter got bit by a dog when she was little, and, and so it took her a long time to kind of work through that. Um, another one I have is I have a fear of heights. I have a, a, a phobia, actually, of heights. It's not rational, but, but it, it's there. Uh, everybody has, has fears of some sort. Uh, and yet there's a little confusion because not all fear is created equal. Some fear is different uh, than the others. Uh, some fear, in fact, is good for us. Uh, it's healthy. It's God-given. It's what I would call godly fear. And so um, this is kind of how I define that. Godly fear is a fear that protects you from the dangers of life. So for children to be afraid of strangers, that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know. Uh, they can talk to strangers when they're with mom and dad, but you don't want them to, to just go anywhere with that. Or a fear of heights. Mine's out of control, but... But, you know, there's a certain danger that's involved in falling, and you need to be careful with that. Or large predators with big teeth. It's, it's good to be leery about that kind of a thing. I re remember when I was in my teenage years, uh, I was hunting back behind my house, and I had a, a 410 over and under, each a single 22 shot and a single 410 shot. Uh, and I was, went down this one long kind of mountain thing and then kind of came back up. And when I came back up, there were cougar tracks that were trailing my tracks. And cougars very, very rarely would attack someone in the wild. 
But the thought of an encounter with a cougar for me was pretty much like, I don't want to be anywhere near this thing. And I kind of backed out slowly and walked as I got out of there. That, that's a, those, are, those are healthy fears. They, they, they protect us. Uh, they're, they're temporary. When, the, when I got back to the house, I didn't worry about the cougar anymore. Uh, when the threat is gone, you kind of go back to normal. But when the Bible talks about fear, which is what I want to talk about this morning, uh, that it's not talking about that kind of healthy fear. In fact, here's kind of a definition of ungodly fear. Ungodly fear keeps you from obeying God or experiencing his blessings in your life. Ungodly fear keeps you from obeying God or experiencing his blessings in your life. And so instead of making you safer, it actually makes you less safe because you end up not doing what God wants you to do or not experiencing what he has. This, this kind of fear that the Bible talks about is a fear that gets in the way uh, of your life. And um, it, it, we experience this in the, in the physical realm as well as the spiritual realm. My mom uh, grew up in Missouri, uh, and she never learned how to swim. Uh, and then she married a man who uh, ended up doing all of our career in Grays Harbor, Washington, where everybody has a boat, and we're on the water all the time. And so she, she just really did not like going on boats because she couldn't swim, and it was a pretty strong fear for her. And so she, by the time I was aware of it, she could go on ferries, big boats, you know, were okay. But little boats, she wouldn't go out with us in little boats. And I often thought... What would she do if she were on a big boat that were sinking? The fear of getting a little boat would actually be dangerous for her. It, it, so it can be a dangerous kind of uh, a fear. Um, and, and there are also fears that don't shut off, that are constant. People who live in constant fear or, or irrational fears that, that don't make any sense. And so there's some things that these kind of ungodly fears can do to us. Uh, fear can paralyze you. It can keep you from doing the right thing. It can keep you out of things. Um, another one that <laughs> I've experienced personally... Uh, fear can make you stupid. It, it can make you make poor choices. Or even more difficult is it can make you justify poor choices because of the fear. And so you don't learn and you don't, you don't grow. Um, fear can take control of your lives. There are people for whom everything they do is about fear in some sort of way. And, and fear always brings its buddies along. I don't know if you know this, but fear has buddies. And fear's buddies are things like worry and anxiety and shame and angst. And they, they just hang out a lot together. They travel together. Um, and so a, a lot of people right now uh, in the United States and around the world because of the COVID-19 virus are afraid. There's just a lot of fear going on. And so I want us to kind of talk about uh, this from the, the Christian perspective and spiritually. And so here, here's what I know for sure uh, from the Bible. Conquering fear is a major theme in the Bible. It's kind of everywhere. Uh, just about everyone, every Bible study, almost always, in, every Bible story almost always involves having to conquer fear. I mean, just going way back. Think about Abraham. He had to leave his country and his family to go to a land he didn't know. And that would be extremely dangerous in those days. Uh, and so there would be fear involved in that. Joseph got slavery in Egypt. Talk about fear uh, to be a slave there. Moses had to go back to Egypt after he'd committed a crime and face Pharaoh, who could very well take his life. And there was fear involved in that. Uh, Joshua had to take the land, and there were still giants, and we're going to talk a little more about him. David had to face Goliath, his giant, and there was fear. Uh, Daniel had the lion's den, the three Hebrew boys, the fiery furnace. Just all the places you go, when you get to the New Testament, the disciples had the storms uh, at sea, and Jesus walking on the water, and Peter getting out of the boat, and the authorities that wanted to get him after Jesus had gone. There's just fear everywhere. Everywhere in Scripture, this theme is out there. It's just one of the major themes in the Bible. And here's, here's the really cool part. I've just kind of, after looking at surveying this, I think God often chooses fearful people to do his will. 
So if you're a fearful person, congratulations. God is probably wanting to use you in some special sorts of ways. But we have to figure out how to uh, get over it or get through that. And so if you have your Bibles, Deuteronomy 31, uh, 6 is what we're going to look at. And this is Joshua. Uh, the you know the story. The children of Israel were in slavery in Egypt. Uh, and then God brings them out with, with Moses. Uh, they get to the promised land. They're ready to go into the promised land. And they discover that they are giants in the land and walled cities. And that scares them to death. And so they decide not to go forward. The fear kept them from going forward with what God wanted them to do. And so they back up and they wandered in the desert for 40 years. Uh, and now they're back again. And they're about ready to go into the promised land. Uh, and Joshua has been told that he's going to be the one to take them in, not Moses. Uh, and, and that's scary because there are still giants in the land. And there are still, still walled cities. And, and not only this, this leader that he's trusted all of his life and has been his mentor, Moses, isn't going with him. He is on his own. Uh, and so you can imagine. And so this is what God says to him in 31.6. He says, be strong and courageous. Okay, courage isn't not having fear. Courage is doing the right thing when you do have fear. Do not be afraid or terrified of them. They're terrified of them. And interesting, the, the word afraid there is the word to stand in awe. It, it, it's to show respect, to reverence, to honor, to be impressed. By. Don't be impressed by the giants. Why, why are you impressed by the giants? You're with God. God is with you. Don't be impressed by them. Uh, and, and so uh, it, it's, uh, it's the, the, the giants, in fact, were uh, Nephilim. Say Nephilim. That's the name for the giants. Uh, and they were there. And uh, then it goes on to say the idea of terrified. The idea of terrified there is, is a word that means to literally tremble with fear. And I don't know if you've ever been that afraid, but I've known a few people a couple of times that have been that afraid. Uh, when we were teenagers, I think I've told this story before, uh, grew up in a little church, and it was an old telephone building, so it was made out of bricks, so it was really, really solid. You couldn't hear much. My sister was in there practicing the organ, getting ready for a wedding. Uh, and I'd gone off and done something. I came to pick her up, and I kind of unlocked the door and came in. She thought she was in there all alone. And I could hear her right in the middle of this kind of big, giant piece on the organ. It was really loud. And so I kind of snuck around. And this is a terrible, bad preacher story, okay? Snuck around, got behind her, directly behind her. I knew the piece of music. And I waited for a pause. And as soon as there was a pause in the music, I said, Valerie! And she just jumped so big. And, and she literally trembled for a while after that. I'd scared her so bad. Uh, my mom and dad didn't think it was quite as funny as she did, or as I did. She didn't think it was funny either. But, but she literally trembled with fear, and that's kind of the word here. So the idea is don't be impressed with the giants and don't tremble uh, with fear. And, and uh, then it goes on to say, um, for the Lord your God goes with you. you will never, he will never leave you nor forsake you. And so the reason we're not afraid is not that giants aren't dangerous, but that God is with us. We're on God's side, his presence. And you see this over and over again. I wish we had time to walk through all of these where God says, don't be afraid because I am with you. I will never leave you. Or I will never forsake you. I'll never abandon you. Don't be afraid. God is with you. So two quick uh, distinguishing characteristics of fear. Uh, number one, wrong thinking about the problem. Uh, they thought the giants were a problem. That was, they were thinking wrong about it. They were thinking about giants instead of thinking about God. They got focused on the thing they were afraid of rather than focused on God. And then the second one was they, were out of, they had out of control emotions. Their emotions were calling the shots, the fight or flight sort of thing. Uh, fear had control of them in, in that moment. And that's what happened 40 years earlier was that the fear took over the people and, and they ended up not doing what God wanted them to do. So in the spiritual realm, there are serious consequences to letting fear control us. 
And, and that looks like this. Fear can make us miss the blessings of faith. It can make us miss what God wants to do. Forty years in the promised land or in the desert instead of in the promised land. Um, and and I, I, I think I get this, uh, this last year of having to walk by faith with a life-threatening cancer. Uh, I found some real powerful sort of things and there were some great blessings in that ultimately. But, but it could have been all missed had, had fear taken over in my life. And so, um, and, and one of the greatest blessings was I think in the last year I have been closer to God. I've had a more intimate walk. Uh, with God than I've ever had in my life and that's because of the peace of Christ and we'll talk about that that happened there and and it was forced on me it wasn't my choosing I, did, I would not have chosen cancer uh, and just like COVID-19 this has been forced on us uh, as well and yet there is an opportunity to find God's blessing in all of this in fact next Sunday I'm going to talk about uh, how God brings good out of bad and some of the good things God can bring out of this very very bad situation but in addition to that, fear can drive us out of God's will for our lives. The children of Israel died in the desert. That whole generation was gone. Not only did they not get that 40 years in the promised land, they actually never ended up going there, the ones that had the power to make the decisions. And so now when we pick up with Joshua, these are actually the children of those people uh, that are going in there. And so you can miss what God has for you. God is always doing this, always calling us, always stretching us. Uh, and to take another step of faith, and, and we have fear, and, and when we allow that to let us stop, we miss what God has on the other side of that fear for us. And, and so I just want to encourage you to, to th this is a real issue. In fact, um, I'm gonna, now I'm going to give up preaching and go to meddling, because uh, I kind of want to get at the heart of it, and the heart of it is this. Fear is about loss of control. Loss of control. When we, when we feel like we have control, we're not afraid. It's all good. We've got it all. We've got this. When we can say we've got this, we don't tend to have fear. But then when things get out of control, that's when fear comes in. And that's what it feels like with this COVID-19. It feels out of control for us. And so the, the good news is we're trying to control it by washing our hands a lot and social distancing and all that. Those are all good things. But at the end of the day, we don't really have control over all of this. And so we're afraid. That's what Israel had. Israel, were, they were normal people. If it had been normal people in the promised land, they would have thought, okay, our army can handle these people. But giants? Our army can't handle giants. And so they were afraid because the, the taking of the promised land with the giants and the walled cities was out of their control. They, they could not control the outcome. And that created uh, fear for them. Uh, and so... Um, we still have giants today. I think they just go by different names. So I want to ask you this question. What's your giant's name? Right now it might be COVID-19. <laughs> or maybe it's something else. Uh, I spent a year where my giant's name was cancer. Uh, sarcoma. Uh, bad, bad cancer. Um, maybe it's a fear that you're not going to be able to support your family. or You're going to lose your job. Or maybe it's a fear for someone else. Uh, someplace else. Uh, I, I don't know. But... but What's your giant's name? I want to encourage you to just think about that for a minute. And something may have very well have just come to mind in the midst of that. And so here's what you need to know uh, about this. Um, fear is the opposite of faith. It, th they're arch enemies. The, fear is the villain and faith is the, is the superhero in, in this context. And, and, and they, they can't exist together. Um, and, and this becomes really important in Scripture. I think one of the reasons they talk about this a lot is that in the ancient world, people did not have very much control over their lives. If you live in the Western world, we actually have huge amounts of control over our lives compared to them. But they 
They lived in a world where um, food wasn't necessarily everywhere they, they thought about it, you know. They, they, people were food challenged in, in all of that, and so they might miss a meal if things didn't go well. Uh, you know, they certainly didn't worry about toilet paper, you know. They, uh, but they, they had all kinds of challenges. There were armies that would come through and, and wipe people out. There were bandits, and there wasn't a lot of, lot of law enforcement. Uh, and so you were very vulnerable. Your, your health, they didn't have modern medicine. People uh, died in childbirth all the time. There were, there were no pain medications. And so there was a lot of painful sort of stuff. Uh, death was everywhere. Infant mortality was, was really high. Uh, and lots of men would get killed off in wars. And there was just a lot more to be afraid of back then than there is now. And so it was overwhelming for them sometimes. And so it was really important. That's why God is constantly talking uh, about this. And the way I've kind of phrased it is this. Faith conquers fear. That when you put your faith in God, he conquers that fear. And for a people who had an out-of-control life, and we kind of feel like that right now, this was huge. The only answer uh, when you can't control your own circumstances is faith in God and trusting him. Trust God no matter the outcome. And that's hard for us. We want to have this kind of faith where we uh, manipulate God, where we trust God to do what we want him to do. And so one of the things for me in my journey with trusting God was, was kind of saying out loud, um, I trust God whether I live or whether I die. Uh, whether the cancer gets me or not, I trust God. I will trust God all the way to the end uh, of this. And, that, and that's the essence, this kind of faith that puts our trust in God, whatever, whatever the outcome. And there's a really interesting thing that happens that, that's super important in all of this. And that is when we do put our trust in God, there's peace that comes into our lives. There's a, a powerful peace. I've experienced it in a way that I've never experienced it before in this last year. Because it was absolutely crazy. I have a cancer that, that kills most people and, and it's very difficult diagnosis. And, and I would sit there in the face of all that with this, with this peace. It's just, like, just kind of crazy. I got to Thanksgiving and I was like, I'm kind of thankful for cancer. God taught me a lot of stuff in this. And I wrote a, one of my Facebook posts where I kind of talked about how when I got focused off of God and got focused back on my cancer when they kind of at the end of it and how I kind of lost my peace and I had to come back to, to trusting God, to, to faith, this idea of I, I place my faith, my trust uh, in him. Uh, and so um, I just want to read to you from Philippians 4, 4 through 7. I love this. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Okay, that sounds like, wait, life's going bad. I'm supposed to rejoice. What are you saying? Uh, let the, your reasonableness be known to everyone. And here's why we rejoice. The Lord is at hand, or the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. That means you can't understand it. It makes no sense. This is upside-down kingdom that, that we have a life-threatening cancer. We have a sense of peace about it. So we're facing the COVID-19 virus that, that may kill people we love or, or threaten our own lives that we have a, a sense of peace about. That doesn't make sense at all. It's an upside-down kingdom, but it is a gift from God. But uh, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts, will protect them, will build a wall around them and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so uh, this is what I have experienced personally. Faith in God replaces fear with peace. It, there's something about that. Many of you, uh, you, 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 you've experienced this yourself. I've experienced it. But I can't tell you how many times people have come into my office and faced 
awful, horrible things that have either happened in their life or could happen in their life. And, and they'll sit down and we'll kind of talk about it for a while. And at some point, once they kind of get it all off their chest, they'll say, you know, Pastor, there's this really weird thing. I, you know, I'm concerned about this and, and I'm worried about it. But down deep inside, there's just this sense that God's got this. I can, I can trust him. There's, there's a peace, I say. A peace that's not reasonable or not understandable. He's like, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's it. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's God working in the midst of it. In fact, John uh, 14, John said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. He's about to go back to heaven. Jesus is. I do not give you as the world gives. Okay, upside down kingdom. This isn't going to make sense to the world. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Because I am with you in the midst of that. The secret I've learned in walking with God a long time is this. God sometimes does his best work in scary places. And it took me a long time to figure that out. Because in those scary places we all want to say, I want to back up or I want to go a different direction or do something different. But God sometimes does his very best work in that place. He grows us. He makes us more like him. He makes us a stronger in some ways and softer in, in other ways. Um, and I just have grown so much. In some ways it feels like this whole last year was preparing me for this time where I can say to you, I have lived this. I, I, have, I have walked this, okay? But, but here's what I know about faith because you're all like, okay, I want that faith so I'm not afraid. This is really, really, really important. Uh, and if you are catching, if you're following the devotions, I had a video devotional. I'll have some more of those this week. Watch for those on Facebook. But here's an important thing about faith. Faith isn't a thing you have. It's a thing you do. And this is super important. Faith isn't a thing you have, it's a thing you do. People get confused uh, because we think of a belief um, and faith is the same thing. And belief is intellectual agreement. You know, so I agree with God. Like God needs you to agree with him, right? You know, that's really not the way faith really normally operates. It's about, it's, it's something you do. Uh, you know, we, do you believe in aliens or, or not, you know? Well, okay, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Do you believe in Bigfoot or not? Bigfoot's real. No, Bigfoot's, I don't think Bigfoot, I don't know. But that's, that's intellectual agreement. But all through the Bible, the only way people overcome their fear is to put their faith in God or to put their trust in God. And so, really, ultimately, faith is about who you trust. Biblical faith is about who you trust. Not what you believe, although I think what you believe is important. But who you trust is really the essence of what faith is normally talking about in scriptural. Biblical faith isn't a thing. It's a relationship. It's a relationship to God. Like I have a relationship with my wife. I trust my wife with everything I have. And I hope you trust your spouses that sort of way. I have faith in her. Or when you get on an airplane, you trust the pilot. You have faith in, in the pilot uh, to fly the plane, to get you up and to get you down safely and all of that. Uh, and even if you have some knowledge of, of how to fly, fly the plane, that kind of um, idea of, of the intellectual agreement part, ultimately it's about the faith. And, and this is, uh, for me, I like, I like uh, uh, airplanes, flight simulators and those kind of things. And I got Microsoft Flight Simulator and I've got so I can fly the plane, you know, and get it up in the air and, and land it without, without crashing it. And yet, if I were to invite you to come fly with me, None of you would take it up <laughs> because I don't have a pilot's license. Uh, we, we have, uh, in, in the back here, we have someone who does have a pilot's license. You might go flying with him, but you, would, you wouldn't go flying with me because not that you don't like me personally, but you don't have faith in me. You don't trust me to do that and, and with good cause. And so ultimately, faith is about 
who you trust. Uh, the Israelites wandered in the desert because they did not trust God with the giants. That was the problem. They didn't trust him to take care of them. They thought, we're all going to die. That's unacceptable. So we're not trusting God no more. And they wandered in the desert and missed the, the promised land. Faith is about who you trust. Do you trust God with your giant? Do you trust God with COVID-19? Do you trust God with cancer? Do you trust God with your children? Do you trust God with all? Do you want peace? You got to trust God in all this. And so I want to encourage you to surrender control to God and let him replace your fear with his peace. Your fear, his peace. Let God have your, your giants. Uh, uh, control what you can. Wash your hands. Practice social distancing. All of those sorts of things. But at the end of the day, it's out of our control. So we trust God. Because I believe with all of my heart uh, that uh, God has got this. God has got whatever this situation is. And the, the tag I used was, I, I trust God. I, I really do trust God. And so if our musicians uh, would come, we're going to sing in, in just a minute a, a really great song uh, about this uh, called, Whom Shall I Fear? Uh, but, but I want you to take a moment and, and just, just for this moment, let God have what's going on in your life. Let him have the giant. He's the only one that, that can deal with this. God wasn't surprised by COVID-19. God, God doesn't go around being caught off guard. He's not fretting about the thing. He, he, he's not worried about what he's going to do. He's none of that. God, God, God's got this. He's always had this from before we even knew it was there. He's the only one that can see over the horizon and around the corner. And so actually when you think about it very long, trusting God makes a whole lot more sense than trusting ourselves. Let him handle the giants. Let God have it. Because ultimately what God said to Joshua, he says to all of us, God is with you. I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Whether you can see him or not, God is with you in, in the midst of all of this. And so I, let, let, let God have it. God's got this. Uh, next week we're going to kind of talk about some of the things that God brings out of this uh, that, are, that are really good. And he does bring some good stuff. But, but we can't get to that until we have the peace that Christ gives us when we let him have the fear and surrender to him. And so um, Psalm uh, 53.6 is one that I think everybody should memorize. When I am afraid... I will trust in God. Say that with me. When I am afraid, I will trust in God. When I am afraid, I will trust in God. And we, if we can remember that, I think it can help us so much. Let God have your giants. Amen, amen, amen. So we're going to uh, sing uh, one last song that I, that I think really gets at the heart of this, Whom Shall I Fear? And uh, if you need to let go of a fear, if you need to let God have it and surrender it to him, I just encourage you to close your eyes and and let him, let him move in, surrender it to him so that you can experience his peace. This is also a great time we worship in giving. We're so thankful for your continued financial uh, support. You can give online on our webpage uh, or you can, give, um, you can give through the app uh, as well. That's, there's our online uh, piece on our webpage. But just thank you so much. Uh, you can mail checks to the church uh, as, as well for the ongoing work. But, but most of all... <laughs> Let God have your fear. Let him have it. Whom shall you fear? For you are on God's side. Let me pray with you and we'll sing together. Uh, and, uh, and then I'll come back for the, for the benediction. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, um, I just pray, Father, that you would be with everyone who's struggling with fear. It's really easy for that to get out of control for us, Lord. 
especially when we face life-threatening things. And I pray, Father, that right now, that everyone who hears this will surrender to you their fear, Father, that, that I trust God, that I just, I, there's no place else to go except to trust you, Father. And then I pray that you would work powerfully in our nation, Lord. Heal our nation, I pray. Uh, Lord, be especially with the first responders and the medical personnel and all of those that are uh, on the front lines that are literally risking their lives uh, for us, Father. I, I pray for all those that, uh, for whom this has created a financial crisis, Lord. Maybe they've lost their job or, or there's not income coming in, Father. Would you just uh, protect them and watch over them, Father? Uh, we have lots of giants these days, Father. Uh, we give them to you and pray that you would be glorified in them, Father. I pray that you would give great peace to your people as we trust in you. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.